Welcome back to the College Basketball Roundup Podcast, Episode 3. In this episode, we're going to talk about some key games. We have a key Friday night game and some big games on Saturday. We're going to recap the week a little bit. We've had some huge games, some big, big, big time upsets in the top 10, top 5, top 15, um, and really all over these rankings. So the rankings we go over towards the end of this episode um, definitely going to look different uh, come Monday. So we're going to get right into it. We started the week Monday, MLK Day. Noon tip-off, Purdue at Illinois. Um, this is a top 25 ranked matchup. And it went into double overtime. Purdue pulled out the victory. They looked very good. And so did Illinois. Um, getting Curbelo back just changes Illinois' offense and Makes them a legit team. I had them rising in the rankings. The AP had them at 16 this week. I actually moved them up to 14 in mine. Um, and I believe they're going to stay there. It was a tough, tough loss at home to a really, really good. And now it seems like under the radar Purdue team, um, Zach Eady, their big man, is is an unbelievable talent. Um, and Jaden Ivey. Um, Stefanovic, they just they have a tough backcourt, a really good balanced team, and Purdue's going to be tested and, and ready to go come March. The next game is was a Tuesday night uh, game, number six, Duke, at unranked Florida State. Um, these games are always pretty close at Florida State. Florida State's been really good against Duke recently at home. This game went to overtime. Florida State pulls out the win, so number six, Duke, Picks up their second loss in conference, um, this being their first one on the road. And the ACC is down this year, right? So obviously this will help Florida State, Miami, who beat North Carolina this week. Miami's rising. Okay, so I think you're starting to see maybe three or four teams in the ACC emerge as uh, tournament contenders. Obviously Duke. And then you're going to see two or three more um, kind of stalk their way in. Interesting here with Duke. Uh what some people believe is the best player in the country, uh, Paolo Banquero, 42 minutes he played. He had 20 points, um, and he really had, I believe, three quarters of his points in the first half, early in the first half. So it, it seems that's how he's trending. He's kind of disappearing in the second half, and they're not going to him uh, at the end of games uh, to make to hit the last shot and take the last shot which is a little confusing, especially when you have timeouts. Uh, it's just interesting the way Coach K's got got Duke playing at, at the end of games. It's uh, interesting. I think he's sort of trying to see if they can figure it out themselves, and then as the year goes on and they get used to playing with each other a little bit more, uh, I think he'll be more comfortable to call, call timeouts, draw something up, and uh, be confident in them executing. The next game is Kansas and Oklahoma. This was a very tight game. Oklahoma's not a great offensive team. They haven't been shooting well this season. They are 12-6. and six. Kansas goes in to Lincoln and comes out with the win. Kansas ranked number 7. They will be going up in the rankings as well. A couple episodes ago, we talked about who is Kansas. We have to keep waiting and see who they're going to be. Um, Braun, their senior guard, hit a big-time tying shot, and then Made a couple free throws to ice the game. This team is this team is going to be very good, um, but 
like I always say, Kansas in March, I just don't don't trust Bill Self quite yet. I don't know exactly why, but they never seem to get it done in March. The next game I want to touch on is Baylor and West Virginia. This was a Tuesday early game, a 5 o'clock tip in Morgantown, West Virginia. Baylor comes away with a 9-point victory. The game was much closer. It was, a, it was a game of runs. Baylor starts hot. Then West Virginia comes back. Baylor goes cold. Then it's back and forth to like five minutes left and Baylor pulls away. Good win on the road in the Big 12, which is emerging as the top conference over the SEC. Um, they are neck and neck, but I think the Big 12 has the edge right now. Um, interesting with Baylor. They only played seven guys. Um and really didn't get much uh, bench production. They really have a six-man, they have a seven-man rotation, but only six guys are real threats to score. Um, that is fine in college basketball, especially with the experience they have, but it's something to keep an eye on. West Virginia played almost 10, 11 guys. Um, didn't get get great bench production, but to keep, keep, keep fresh guys in the Big 12 Conference is, is definitely key. Um, they made... 12 of 27 threes did Baylor, so that's roughly 44, 45%, and and won by only nine points, right? So West Virginia, you know, shot 33%. Hitting 12 threes on the road is a recipe for success, especially when Baylor had 13 turnovers, um, so didn't take care of the ball very well, but still got the job done on the road. It's a really good win after dropping two last week. Now we move into the Wednesday night marquee games. Uh, there were some really good games, including number 13 LSU at an unranked now Alabama team who has some has played a really tough schedule, not only because they're in the SEC, but they had gone to Vegas, beat Gonzaga. So they had some, t- some good wins, some bad losses. Here, Bama at home, now unranked against a really good LSU team. My expectations going in was, was Bama to uh, exude all effort um, and pull out a must-win game. It was really for their season, in my opinion. They did come away with a three-point victory. I thought Bama would need to hit nine or ten threes and have less than ten turnovers, um, and and I was wrong. Um, LSU had 20 turnovers, and Alabama chipped in with 17 turnovers of their own. Alabama only hit seven threes in this game. Okay, so Alabama shot 20% from three. LSU shot 45% from three. Keaton, this one, Alabama's getting to the free throw line at a high rate. They're not making foul shots at all. They shot 65% from the line, but still made 21 free throws. So that's the key for Alabama moving forward. Um, they got to keep. They're going to keep shooting threes. We know that. That's how they play. But defense and free throws. That's how you win games in college basketball, and they were able to do that and hang on. Next, we have. A Wednesday night showcase game in Villanova uh, and Marquette. Villanova was the home team. I believe they had won 28 straight home games. They haven't lost at home since November of 2018. The announcers made that very clear as they kept saying it. Uh, Marquette comes away with a three-point upset victory. It is Marquette's first ever victory at Villanova in school history. Uh, pretty crazy to think about. 57-54 was the final. Villanova once again struggles big time. Um, in this, Not only in the second half, but really to, to score the ball. They shot 25% from three. That's never going to get it done. 
Uh, Marquette shot 45% from three, and they made seven more threes. So that that's right there the difference in the game. That's 21-point differential. Um, Villanova shot well at the line. Um, they played good enough defense. It came down to a last possession uh, clutch shot by Marquette. Um, and that was really it. This Big East Conference is tough. Um, we said it. Is it really top-heavy or is it deep? Um, I'm starting to think it's very deep. Obviously, this is a bad loss for Villanova. They got no bench production at all. Daniels chipped in with five points. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's time. Marquette's going to get some really good attention as now they have beaten some really good teams, including a win against Illinois, Villanova, and Seton Hall as the Big East schedule continues to mount and get tough for them. They also beat Providence. So they have three top 15 wins now, um, four top 20 wins, and they're going to continue to play a tough schedule in the Big East. As we move on here, Thursday night, we had an upset in Indiana as an unranked Indiana team, undefeated at home, 14-4 and record in total. Beat Purdue by three, um, and this is, once again, this is very similar. Um, Indiana, tough team at home. Purdue fought very well and just late in the game gave it up. Um, and once again, turnovers in this one, key. Il, uh, Indiana only had three turnovers at home against a really good defensive Purdue team. Purdue with 12 turnovers, so right there, nine turnover differential. That will cost you the game. No matter how much talent you have, it's about taking care of the ball. Next, we're going to look ahead at a couple matchups this weekend, including a Friday night game, Michigan State at Wisconsin. Saturday, we got a great one, number 12, Kentucky, at number 2, Auburn. So, number 14, Michigan State at Wisconsin, Friday night, 9 o'clock. Keys to this game, key things to look at. Wisconsin has won seven straight. Um, and they're a great home team, not only this year, but in general in Big Ten play in the history of the Big Ten. Michigan State's looking for that marquee win. They beat UConn and Loyola, but lost to teams like Northwestern and didn't look good against Minnesota. So Michigan State is one of those teams where it's like you don't know where they are or who they are. Similar to Kansas, not as good as Kansas, not as talented as Kansas, but a similar guy in, in head coach where Bill Soth has not won since 2008, I believe, and uh, Tom Izzo has not won since 2000. So these are two coaches. They're late in their careers, um, but still getting that respect to be this highly ranked. Um, and so well, this is a game you want to watch and see. Very interesting matchup. Looks like both teams are very healthy. Um, let's see how good Wisconsin can be. I think Wisconsin's on that win streak where people are starting to say, you know, this team might be a Final Four contender. Um, and if they win this game, I really don't see why they wouldn't be. Next, we got Saturday, 1 p.m. on CBS. Number 12, Kentucky at number 2, Auburn. This is a fascinating, fascinating game. Kentucky has not been great on the road, but I will say it again, Kentucky is the deepest team in basketball. In college basketball, they are the deepest team. They got nine legit guys who can score at will. And my question here is, will Auburn look worn out since they haven't lost since uh, November to UConn? That's their only loss this season. 
Um, and both teams are really hitting the stride. Obviously, they're riding, uh, riding big win streaks. Um, both playing tough, tough schedules, not only in the SEC, but out of conference as well. In my rankings, that was my big change in the in the top 25 here. The AP had Gonzaga number one, Auburn two. I have Auburn one. They have the best resume. They look the best. They have, I think, the best player in the country in Jabari Smith. And it's a big reason why I have UConn as well in the top 25, rising now into the top 20 because they are the team that beat Auburn. This is a game everyone's got to watch. Uh, 1 o'clock, you can watch it before the NFL um, takes center stage. Some other interesting Saturday games, like it always seems to be. Syracuse at Duke. I look for that to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Duke should get the win. Syracuse doesn't seem to have enough, really. They play... Six or seven guys, but only they really rely on four uh, offensively. Bayheim brothers, Joe Girard, Cole Swider. That's really all they have. Um, they're 500 team. Duke should take care of business here. Baylor at Oklahoma. Expect to be a low-scoring uh, type grudge match, uh, if you will. Baylor, I, I do expect, though, to get the win. I think they're fixing some of their struggles offensively, and, and Oklahoma's just limited on offense with their shooting ability. And then one game, 6 o'clock on ESPN, you have number 13 LSU, who already lost this week at Alabama, is going to Tennessee. Tennessee looking for a bounce back. It would be a great bounce back win. Um, I expect definitely a low-scoring game here, um, but in the end I expect LSU to prevail. I think they just have better shooters and are – the more consistent team to rely on. All right, finally, it's time to get into the rankings. I'm going to break down the AP Top 25 this week. Obviously, we had some teams lose this week, so these rankings might be a little uh, different for some people. But Gonzaga, number one, Auburn, number two, Arizona, three, Purdue, four, Baylor, Duke, Kansas, Wisconsin, UCLA, and Houston rounding out the top ten. Now, the top 15 is fascinating here because the, the next five teams, Villanova lost, Kentucky looking at a loss, LSU lost, Michigan State lost ugly, Iowa State lost, USC is kind of that team that, like I said, I don't trust. They had two losses last week. They're going to bounce back a little bit. Illinois, they lost this week, but they have a chance to bounce back against Maryland and rise up. Texas Tech, a very, very good basketball team. Uh, I believe we said last episode, you do not want to see this team in March. That is 100% true. This team will beat anyone on any night. No matter how they shoot, they can make two threes and still beat you. Um, They'll make you turn the ball over 25 times if they have to. Ohio State's kind of just thrown in there because of some of their big wins. Xavier continues to win. I believe they are 14-3, and and their two of their losses are to Villanova. Providence, 21 Little Chicago finds their way in the top 25. Texas, number 23, who lost this week. Uh, Tennessee and UConn, now they have at 25, which is smart because of that win against Auburn. Changes that I would have made, I would have put Auburn 1, like we talked about earlier. would put Gonzaga 2, I would agree with that, and I think Gonzaga's obviously going to finish at number 1 this year. They're not going to be tested. Uh, people could say the West Coast Conference is good, but it's, it's really not. Uh, Gonzaga's going to march right through that. So they're going to finish the year at number one anyways. I think it's just a matter of principle that you put Auburn number one because 
for them to get through the SEC thus far with only one loss is incredible. If they beat Kentucky, I mean, I don't know how you deny it anymore. Purdue, I had number three. Obviously, they had a tough loss this week, but also a good win. So I expect them to stay in the top five. Arizona, four. I believe they're the favorite in the Pac-12 now. I really like Arizona. I think Arizona can finish uh, at worst with a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Baylor, five. They're going to stay there, if not rise up. Kansas, same as Baylor. Um, Wisconsin, tough test against Michigan State, but they can even sneak into the top five with another win. Um, UCLA, they're probably going to stay there top ten in the eight, eight or nine range all year long. Duke with a tough loss uh, this week. I don't know how affected they will be with that. Houston, another one of those teams that their conference isn't as tough as uh, most of the others, but they should be hanging around in that two to three seed range all year. Villanova takes a loss at 11 for me, um, so they're gonna they're definitely gonna drop to an unranked team. Kentucky, I had it that 12 spot ahead of LSU. We'll see how they look against Auburn. I don't expect them to drop much at all. LSU, Illinois, I had at my 14 spot. I expect Illinois um, with a win against Maryland to sneak their way into the top top 12. I would say. Then I really have Texas Tech. 14, Xavier 15. I My big moves are I bumped Iowa State down and Ohio State down. I think they overachieved a little bit out of conference, and I think now in conference play they're really struggling. Providence is 21 for me. Lowell, Chicago. UConn up to 23. Tennessee's kind of just hanging around. They need to show me something. And then I actually moved Seton Hall to 25. I think Seton Hall is very similar to Alabama, where they were ranked. They're a very tough team. They can win on any given night. Um, they've had some tough losses, and the second these people stop paying attention to Seton Hall and Alabama, they're going to come beat three or four teams in a row and and look good and, and end up right back in it. So I would have Seton Hall in my top 25. I think that's a team that's going to get hot here soon. So that's going to be it for Episode 3. Stay tuned. Should be out Monday night, Episode 4, with the new rankings and recap of the weekend and looking forward to the week ahead. Thanks for listening.